right, Jabronis, we're back. Busy week. Busy, busy week. A lot of shit happening. Actually, the preponderance of shit happened right after I recorded last week's episode and before it posted. In that little that little window between recording and posting, chaos ensued. Utter chaos. We'll get into some of it later on in the junction, but I will say the good news, I guess, or the 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 positive of all this is I saw Pig. I watched the movie Pig, just like I said. Don't talk about it, be about it. Remember, I said I was going to watch Pig. I watched Pig. Long story short, we're not going to do a full review because it's not it's not that type of movie. It's not like Face Off that garners an action-packed review. This movie was objectively very good. Very good. Nick Cage was not his normal Nick Cage. Really a good role. Good performance by him. Objectively speaking, my suggestion, I highly suggest you go check it out. It's in theaters. It's coming out on streaming soon, I think. I don't know where, but go check it out in theaters. Really good movie. Uh, Very emotion-evoking, if you will. Good flick overall, though. Not going to talk about it anymore. You go watch it. Go watch it. And then maybe in a few weeks, I'll throw up a feeler poll on the Instagrams page and find out who watched and who wants to talk more about it. And we'll kind of go from there, figure it out. But go watch a movie. Don't take my word for it. I've never lied to you, but don't take my word for it. Go watch it yourselves. Let me know what you think. Objectively speaking, very good film. Very good. Now, I, I want to keep this moving. I, I, this week was chaotic, busy, stupid, but we, I think we found some good in all, the, in all that chaos and stupidity, and I want to get into that. I want to get right down to the meat and potatoes of what we want to talk about today. So with that, we'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Dwight's Dumpster Divers Private Eye Services. You trying to catch your spouse in the act of adultery? Do you need to learn more about the CEO of your paper company? Are you trying to dig up dirt on a family member? Well, give a call to Dwight today and he'll get his team of dumpster diving PIs on the case faster than you can say Battlestar Galactica. For 5% off your first consultation, call Dwight's Dumpster Diving Private High Services today at 1-800-SHROOT and use the promo code BEATS to get that discount. Dwight's Dumpster Divers Private Eye Services. You can learn a lot from a person's trash. You certainly can. I know a lot about dumpster diving in my day and in my line of work. I learned a thing or two about targets of interest, shall we Shall we call them, based on uh, what they leave around for people, and that includes trash. So um, sometimes it's better to look into the trash beside, you know, as opposed to just taking out the trash. If you want to do that, call Dwight and the D-D-D-P-E-S-D today. So, all right, cage fact. The cage fact today, interesting. So, I was sent by a fan and friend. By the way, keep that up, guys. Keep sending me all the cage memes, the Nick Cage facts, the articles about him, any any story, uh, headlines, anything you find on him. While there's a high likelihood I have already seen it myself, first... Send it anyway, because there's a good amount of stuff. There's a lot of cage facts hidden deep inside of these different articles and headlines, and it might be on the same subject, but if it's a different paper writing it, a different periodical writing an article, 
or anything like that. There's going to be something different in each one that provides new, juicy Nick Cage content for you guys. So keep that up. That being said, I got an article sent to me by a fan and friend about something related to Nick Cage and the, and the new movie Pig. It was by, I think, GQ, uh, General's Quarterly. So this article goes in and talks about the movie, his part, uh, his relationship to the role, a, a bunch of different things. There's, there's a couple of good facts that came out of this article that I'm going to eventually you know, provide to you guys uh, throughout the next couple episodes, I'm sure. But one of them, this is probably the most Nick Cage portion of that interview that he did for General Quarters. Um, they asked him about his pets and animals because obviously pig is a movie about him losing his truffle pig, his pet pal, pig pal, uh, part of that discussion. They asked him about his pets that he has. He mentioned his cat Merlin, who we talked about previously about his cat, how he got, what did he get high on shrooms with his cat? And that's how he knew it was his brother. Wild stuff. Absolutely out of control. But it did, he did talk about a new pet that he has, uh, I guess, acquired or has raised, like a parent. That pet is a crow. Now, forgive my pronunciation. It, the crow's name is either Huggin or Hugin or some variant of that. H-U-G-I-N-N. That's how you spell the crow's name, Hugin, Huggin. I'm sure it has something to do with either some sort of like Japanese anime or some old, you know, comic book historical character or what have you, something that he's a big fan of. Regardless, he got this crow in the egg. He didn't just go snag a crow off the street or something like Sorcerer's Apprentice style. He got this. I don't know if he got it from some humane society or, uh, I don't know. He put, he auditioned for or tried out for to get you know interviewed for it. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. Interviewed to be eligible for a crow egg. He got the crow, cracked the egg, cracked him, and raised this crow. And now it's a, I guess an adult age crow. He was talking about how impressively intelligent the crow is. He says hi and bye to him when he comes in and out of the rooms. Uh, he said the crows are essentially uh, said to have the brain equivalent, the intelligence of an eight-year-old child, a human child. So they're pretty smart animals for their tiny brains and tiny tiny little bodies there. But Nick Cage has a crow named Huggin or Hugin or whatever. So that's the Cage fact. Again, the article is riddled with good Cage information, which we'll get into in the future. By the way, real quick again, going off on another tangent, LPDS tangent, you can't link up article links or website links on YouTube's in the top right corner here, unless you're like part of their paid program partnership. So you got to pay into this program that gives you some other amenities. One of them being the links up here can actually go to websites other than other YouTube videos. So you learn something new every day. That's why last week's didn't have the link to uh, the other other article I was talking about, and it won't have it this week either. So uh, you're just gonna have to go doing your own reconnaissance for the for new K Nick Cage information. But anyway, that's the fact. That's that. Spin the logo up and go right to the junction. Now, like I said last week. A very tiny window. I recorded last week's episode on Friday, the premiere of Pig, for, for reference. And it came out midnight Sunday, the midnight drop. In between that time, okay, we're talking 24 hours, 27 hours. I watched Pig positive. Good things are with Pig. Go see it. But then I went to the Nationals game, the Washington Nationals, D.C. Major League Baseball team. For all you non-baseball followers, they're a major league program in D.C. We went, I went to go see the game, and it was the, it was the evening of the 
the what I don't know what to call it. The fake shooting. It wasn't a fake shooting, though. It was there was a shooting outside the stadium that created uh, a sense of of nervousness and unknowing inside the stadium, creating chaos. I'll just say that. Short story was Nationals game chaos ensued. There was a shooting that happened outside the stadium. People thought it was on the inside. There was a shooter inside. They thought everybody went nuts. The game got canceled, ended early, and we all had to evacuate. Now, I'm not going to get into the dirty details of everything that went about that that event because I want to save that. I went with a potential future guest of the podcast, and this was like a... uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like a a pre-podcast recording, like feeler hangout, um, just to get an idea of like what you know what she can expect on the show, what I'm going to ask her, things like that. And we and we went to the game, and then this shit show occurred. So we're going to get into that when she comes on, however, whenever we could get that scheduled to to make to knock that out. Um, but I will say this: this is what kind of started, like prime the pump for a very shitty weekend week filled with other stupidity across the board that started at this game because anybody who was out there at the game in the stadium who had half a brain half a brain and took six seconds from hearing the gunfire outside and assess the situation inside six seconds i want to say six to ten wasn't given time they would have known that they were safe inside. And that would have been that. It would have been a little bit of a commotion. Maybe they would have delayed the game a couple minutes to figure things out. And that would have been it. They would have restarted the game. No factor, no issues. Kind of like when a fan jumps out onto the field and runs around. There's a little commotion, uncertainty. People don't know right away, like, why they stop the game? Then they finally see the fan, and then they grab the fan. Sometimes he jukes the security guards because the security guards are old and 60, 60 years old, and they're fat, and they can't run like they used to. And all these guys running onto the field are usually fratastic college kids jumping out there with their, you know, frisbee agility, their froth agility. That's what it, that's what it should have been. But because most people in this country don't seem to have even half a brain, it deteriorated quickly. And it was frustrating. It was seriously frustrating, not comically frustrating like a whole, you know, like most other shit that goes on in this country, like idiots wearing 13 masks inside their car. That's comically frustrating because it's you're frustrated to see people this stupid, but it doesn't really affect you negatively. It doesn't affect the people around them. It's just kind of funny to see and also sad to see stupid people. But this was legitimately frustrating in the, in the not good way. That is because the stupidity of others that decided that they were going to I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. They decided they were just going to throw any sort of like maturity or adult, you know, adult function out the window and just run and scream and stampede everybody in their way to go to, go to safety. It was disgusting. It was embarrassing. Uh, it was selfish. And what it really did, what really was frustrating about it was that it affected the kids, the children that were there to see the game that never experienced anything like this before. Um, getting out of their comfort zone, a stressful, scary situation was only made more scary to them because of these stupid adults that didn't know how to handle an unnerving situation. It was very shameful. It was embarrassing to say the least. Again, I'll get into it more that when, when we record with the guest because it was an absolute shit show, the people should be ashamed of themselves. They should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for acting that way and causing the problem. So many people in the stadium actually caused this to be a chaotic situation, a problem, because they don't know how to handle their shit. And this was right after I got done recording 
last week's episode about staying strong and not stupid. It's like they heard me talk about it and, and just decided to double down on stupid. I see your stay strong mentality and message, and I raise you quadruple stupid. It was absolutely despicable and embarrassing. I feel terrible for the kids who were scared, crying, like something was going to happen to them because they were uncertain. They see all these grown-ass adults acting like absolute children themselves. Despicable. Despicable. And I want to write to the Nationals to let them know because they put out this message, and I know that they're just trying to get fans in the stands. they got to get the fans back in the seats, asses in seats, so that we can get that money. We don't get paid if there's not they're not fans in the stands paying to see the game. So, of course, they put out this message on social media. Oh, because of the fans staying so calm and cool and collected, we were able to, to keep everything safe and secure, and nobody inside the stadium got hurt. Thank you so much. It was the exact opposite. It was a problem because of the fans in the stadium. Don't thank them. They were not calm and cool and collected. They were disgusting, childish, embarrassing, chaotic, stupid. I got. I almost want to write. To, I want to go full Carol Labretti, crazy Carol, and write to them like it's going to do anything. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I keep talking about it again, but I'm not going to talk. No more talking about it. We'll get into that when we have the guest recording uh, on the podcast, and we'll get into the shenanigans that ensued uh, throughout the entire event. Um, Real absolute circus act from start to finish. Despicable. What's worse is that you see, you immediately saw, as things actually quote-unquote calm down, you see, you immediately experience fans sitting next to you or around you or while you're walking out, people talking about how they just, they're survivors now. We got the, the perma victim situation. And this carried over into the rest of the week because you can, like when you, when you experience something like that, when you see a perma victim in live action in real life talking about how they just survived an event and how everyone needs to give them attention and sympathy And, you know, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I love you. You're so strong. You're a warrior. You're a hero. When people are doing that and you're seeing it live, now your radar is up. You got the antennas perked a little bit. You start seeing it everywhere else. And I saw you see it in in social media. You see it with uh, some friends and family maybe that you're talking to, how people love that, that little victim mentality, that victimhood. I call them the perma-victims because everything that goes on in life, they find a way to make it about them and how they had to endure something or survive something. And it's disgusting to see. And it almost ruined my entire week because you're scrolling through Instagrams or if you're on Facebook or, the, or Twit, you see it. Now you see it constantly. You see the negativity you see all the other stupid bullshit that we talk about constantly about social media and the negatives about that. And then you see the perma victims. I actually saw a bunch of posts on social media from people at that game talking about how it's the most terrifying thing they've ever experienced and they're so lucky to be alive and yada, yada, yada. Look, listen, we are lucky to be alive. You're absolutely fucking right. Sorry, Terrence Family Show. But I got news for you. It shouldn't take a fake false alarm situation like that for you to figure it out. That's one of the things we talk about on the show all the time is to be thankful and grateful for all the good in you have, for all the good you have in your lives. You don't need some potential life-altering situation to happen to occur for you to think that way and actually believe that and feel that way. And if you really truly felt that way, Go tell those people that you're grateful for them or go see your family, go hang out. Actions speak louder than words. Don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know how many times we have to say it here. Go do it. Don't just post about it. 
so you could get the likes and the sympathy and the comments. Oh, my God, you're such a warrior and a hero. I can't believe you survived. You're so tough. I emulate you. Because that's all that's what most of them really just want. They need the dopamine rush. It's the addiction. They're fighting the addiction like we talk about the social media addiction that people have, have, have come to rely on or be dependent on. And that, too, is disgusting. Now, that's more of like a mental problem that needs to be addressed and people need help in that regard. And that's fine. I'm not judging people for that. Lord knows I have plenty of my own mental issues. And I know all you in the Jabroni Junction know about all my mental issues that I have. So I'm not judging for that. It's definitely a problem. But holy shit, is it a problem for some people? Their their absolute need for that attention to be the center of attention in that victimhood sort of way is really embarrassing. It's very, very scary and irresponsible and just so fucking sad. Grown adults that their need for that to get that dopamine rush, to get people to to rally around them and talk about them and make it about them. It's it's just stronger than anything else that they got going on in their lives. Uh, There were some people at this game that cared more about adding drama to the situation by talking about how the house, you know, how I had to protect my kids and I did it and I saved them. And, and this is what a trying experience. I can't believe we survived this and blah, blah, blah. That actually trumped them doing anything for their families and kids. Which is disgusting. Imagine this was a real shooter situation. Imagine there was someone in the stadium actually coming after people. And this person is out there either hiding in the fetal position by themselves, not taking care of their family, or or focusing more on how can I get the limelight and be the victim after? What do I need to do? Some of that was going on. Also disgusting, especially when they have kids sitting there crying, thinking something really bad is happening, and their mother or father is nowhere to be found because they're busy talking to other people about what a victim they are. That's despicable. That's absolutely despicable. And it's just continued to, to carry on Throughout the week, I saw it everywhere. It was almost like I was looking for it, unintentionally looking for that crap, that negativity. Who else is a perma victim? Let me let me look at them so I could judge them and shit talk them. It was getting bad. Plus, it was busy at work with a whole bunch of bullshit going on there and a lot of other you know stupidity going on. It was just a week full, chalked full of stupidity. Social media just victimhood, whatever you want to call it. Absolute garbage. And then I took a look at this guy's Instagram page. He goes by the moniker Big Time Tommy. I believe his name is Tommy Romola. On Instagram, it's Tommy Romola 1. T-O-M-M-I-E. Romola, R-O-M-O-L-A, for those of you who want to look him up. I caught a glimpse of Big Time Tommy's page. I think I was doing a scroll through in my unintentional hunt for the victims to troll. And here pops up Big Time Tommy. Now, I'll pop. maybe I'll pop a video up to show... Uh, what he looks like if you don't go follow him on Instagram or the, or the twit. But this guy is a walking caricature. How you doing, Instagram? It's big time Tommy. A real life caricature. He's probably pushing 300, 350 pounds. He might be 5'2", 300 pounds. He looks like a, a ball of mozzarella cheese. He is almost a perfect sphere, like the moon. Almost a perfect sphere with like thick 
appendages sticking out. Not like the long, wavy alien flailing arms. He's got, he's, he's a thick boy. He is a meatball with sausage appendages coming out. Thick Italian sausage appendages. He wears Mr. T jewelry, but the Italian version of it. So Italian horns, you know, the cornicellos, the crosses, any sort of religious symbol in gold. Straight traditional yellow gold. Heavy, heavy looking chains. All gold. On top of this meatball. Then he wears these designer glasses with gold around the rims or the edges of the of the frames and the lenses. Out of control stuff we're talking here. Out of control. Then on top of that, He's smoking, a, I think it's a big-time Tommy custom cigar by this cigar company. It's got a ring gauge of like 60 to, 60 to 70,000. And for those of you not in the cigar world, ring gauge is the thickness of, of the cigar we're talking here. So like this pen is a, is, a, is a smaller ring gauge. And I know Nikki Sticks is going to have my ass for this because I'm probably getting something wrong because he's the expert on cigars. But this would be a thinner or smaller ring gauge on this pen if you're looking here in YouTube land. And then this microphone, we're talking a thick boy here. Now, big time Tommy cigars are slightly smaller in thickness and ring gauge than this microphone here in YouTube land. If you guys are watching and if you're listening on Apple's or Spotify's and podcast land, I apologize. You're going to have to go on your spare time. If you're not driving when you're safe, go look it up. Go look up Big Time Tommy on Instagram or Twit. Um, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's holding this thing, this dildo. It's a giant brown smoking dildo. And he's got it, his fingers. I can't... He's got full spicy Italian sausage fingers. Each finger is a full thick sausage. Not like a thin Jimmy Dean link, but a full on like Italian restaurant sausage and pepper style sausage. Each finger. So he's got a he's a meatball with sausage appendages and then sticking out of his Meatball mitt are more individual, smaller, slightly smaller sausages as fingers. They're so thick, you can't even bend his. He can't bend his fingers like a normal. He can't. He can't ball up a fist because his fingers don't bend. The sausages are just straight links. Can't bend. He looks like I. I can't even describe it. Like the Michelin Man. I don't know what it is. He's a caricature, guys. I don't know how else to describe it. And he's trying to hold, imagine having five fat sausages as appendages, as fingers, and trying to move them around. The dexterity is non-existent. No dexterity whatsoever on this guy's fingers. And he's trying to hold this fat dildo cigar in, his, in between his middle and his pointer sausage. They can't move. The fingers don't spread. And he's got a, the biggest cigar you can imagine in between the sausages. You can't, you cannot write this stuff. Walt Disney couldn't draw this up any any better than than the big man himself did in real life, Santa Claus, when he made him in his image. It is as much I can't describe it any better. As a character, it's as much as a character as you will ever see when you go down the Jersey Shore, you know, the guy sitting there in one of the huts and he said, hey, you want me to draw you? And you sit down and five minutes later, he draws a cartoon version of you. You know, slightly bigger nose for me. I've already got a big, a pretty big Toucan Sam schnoz. Something else ridiculous about, you know, chest hairs flying everywhere. And that's your caricature version. That's your cartoon version. This guy is his cartoon version. When they when he walks by the caricature guy on the Jersey Shore, he goes, hey, draw me. The guy just takes a picture of him and sends it to him. Maybe he makes it black and white, changes it up to black and white. That's all it is. That's what this guy is. 
He is a cartoon in every sense of the word. His persona is a cartoon. That's the reason I started following this guy, Romola, big time Tommy. I started following because he's out of control. He is a cartoon character. His persona was over the top, like Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Italian, American kind of guy. Quintessential stereotype. He's a quintessential stereotype. The accent, the little ways he changes up how to pronounce words, everything about him was wildly entertaining for me. And that's how it started. I watched him. I, I started following him because he was blind, stupid entertainment. I was like, look at this clown doing his clown thing. Whatever, you know, whatever the reason why, I don't know who he thinks he is. I don't know if he thinks he's a cool guy or what it is. I didn't have like a, uh, I didn't have a good read on Tommy in the beginning. It was for blind entertainment, selfish purposes on my end. And I will admit that. So I apologize now to big time Tommy, who I'm sure is listening to this. But in the beginning, it was for selfish blind entertainment. Like, hey, let me look at this try hard being fat and loud and saying whatever the hell to sound cool and like a fake Italian. But that's not the case with Big Time Tommy. I come to realize over the years that Big Time Tommy is exactly who he puts out to be on social media. He is a cartoon. Now, where are you going with this, Libretti? Good question. I almost forgot myself because I got... I got lost in the fog of, of war with Big Time Tommy, the caricature fog. The guy's an incredible sight for, for eyesores. Unbelievable, this guy. But where am I going with this? Now, I scroll through. I pop open Big Time Tommy in the Instagrams. And he's got the same... He, he cuts the same videos... I don't know if it's weekly or daily or whenever he's got the thought in his head. It's like thought of the day, and he starts it all the same. Same accent. He's got the he's got, he's I oh God. I'm getting flustered just thinking about it. I I love the guy. I haven't even met him yet. What a character. He's there in the video smoking a stoke. Sometimes he's in his convertible. I don't know what kind of convertible it is. If it's a Sebring or a Miata or what it is, but a lot of the times, especially in the summer, his videos are him driving in his convertible with the fat stogie in his mouth and his sausage his sausage everything is just trying to hold on for dear life. Takes a puff and he goes, how we doing, Instagrams? And that's how he sounds. He is a cartoon, guys. I don't know how, how many more times I can say it. The guy's a cartoon. How you doing, Instagrams? It's big time Tommy. And today's thought of the day, and that's exactly how it goes every time. How you doing, Instagrams? It's big time Tommy. How you doing, Instagram? It's big time Tommy. Every single time, that's how he starts when he's got a thought of the day. And for today's thought of the day, and then here's the kicker. Here's where I started putting the pieces together in this crazy brain of mine. And realizing that Tommy was more than just the cartoon you might think he is. Every single thought of the day is a positive message. It's a message about staying positive, never quitting. Maintaining your mental fortitude and strength, powering through obstacles in life. There hasn't been one bullshit thought from big time Tommy when he runs these thought of the day videos. Now he does have other videos where he's just being ridiculous. There was one in particular. I actually posted it. I want to say last year, right after the blind loyalty episode, episode three, one of the more most famous episodes in LPDS history. And right as I posted that episode, big time Tommy came out with a video of him laughing in front of an olive garden that just happened to close down. So I post, so, so sometimes his videos are not just, you know, with the thought of the day, but it's just big time Tommy being big time Tommy. But the thought of the day videos 
always have that same tone, that same theme behind them of seeing, you know, positivity, getting through things, finding a way, not letting the haters get you down. All the same things we talk about on the LPDS. How you doing, Instagram? It's Big Time Tommy. It's almost as if Big Time Tommy watches this show and hears about the big three while I simultaneously watch his videos about his positivity and we're just feeding off each other without even knowing it. It was unbelievable to, to kind of fig, finally put that together. And my stupid ass took God knows how long to figure it out because I've been watching his shit for, for a long time now. And it finally hit me. It was like it was like the slab of meat hit me in the face that I absolutely needed. I needed to get that shot in the face with, with anything because I was watching this poor bastard, his videos blindly for, for stupid entertainment for years now. And meanwhile, he's, he's pushing out the same positive messages that we've been trying to push out for, an, for over a year now here at the LPDS. What a wake-up call it was. And it got me out of this negative funk that was going on this week. Absolutely got dug me right out. It was the shovel and the ladder I needed to get out of that negativity grave where I was getting buried by perma-victims and jerk-offs and assholes all week long. And that fat bastard, big-time Tommy, that's that cartoonish son of a bitch, how you doing, Instagrams? How you doing, Instagram? It's big time, Tommy. That guy set me straight. He slapped me in the face with his fat meatball hands and his sausage fingers right back into reality. It is exactly what I needed. And it got me thinking about all the stuff we talk about on this show and why we talk about this stuff and why it's so important. And this is why it's so important. This is why I keep harping on the seemingly boring, mundane, unimportant shit. It's because it's actually important. The little things like that, like these videos, these positive thought of the day videos from Big Time Tommy or talking about the big three, or how to stay, why, why you should stay strong. Why I repeat it constantly on a week in and week out basis. It's that reminder. It reach the brain trainer, if you will, the retraining of the brain. These little constant reminders are going to get us to where we want to be in life in a, mentally, emotionally, and physically to that more positive state with less stress, more happiness, more growth focus, more gratitude focused. It's these little things that are so important because most of the time we're not sitting there in life constantly thinking, oh, stay strong, stay strong, be grateful, go exercise, don't be shitty. We're not sitting there thinking about that. We're, wherever our brains are at at any given point, that's what we're thinking about. Oh, the Yankees suck today. I sucked in Call of Duty when I was playing with my friends yesterday. Oh, work is busy. These people at work suck that I got to deal with sometimes. My parents don't like me. Like er anything. Most of the time, there's a we're so flooded with negative and stress and just otherwise non-positive things going on. And that's why these seemingly little things in life, like these thought of the day videos or the big three or staying strong, these messages are so important. That's why they're so vital, at least to me, and why I think they should be important to all of you as well. Because it took that one video. I had an entire week, an entire week of, of shit and piss and crap dumped on me like I was a toilet. 
And I just wanted to keep burying myself into it. Let me go find more perma victims so I can judge him and shit talk him and be an asshole to him because fuck them, right? And then big time Tommy just claws me out of the fucking grave. How you doing, Instagram? It's big time Tommy. Like an animal with that positive message. The thought of the day. It's lighthearted too. It's you, you go in for the caricature and you walk out with the lesson. What an effective way to go about it, big time Tommy. This guy's playing 5D chess over there while I'm sitting here playing tic-tac-toe. He knows, big time Tommy knows that he's a, he's a caricature. And he embraces it and he uses it to get people in, to suck people in to his content to get the followers because he knows once he hooks you, once he gets his sausages into you, he's got you. And that's when the positivity starts to reign supreme as opposed to the stupidity going on, the negative shit going on around us. So, moral of the story, the lesson here, the LPDS lesson of the week. Find those little positive things in life. Cherish those. Get, let your, let, Big time Tommy, get his meat hooks into you with that positive message, that go-getter messages that he sends out. Those go-getter messages, not that go-getter messages, you idiot. Grammar is not high up on the list of skills here in my world. So, sorry. But find those. Find those big time Tommies out there. Find the ways to remind yourself of the big three of staying strong because the majority of your time when you're in the shit of the day of a day whatever it is your job family whatever in when you're in the shit in the fog of war it's a lot of it's a lot of stress shrapnel and negativity getting tossed your way and it's easy to get lost in the sauce of all that negativity so you got to have those those outs those positive reminders to keep training retraining your brain to think that way and live that way and big time Tommy was that for me this week. And I hope I can be that for you this week as well, or maybe another week or any time. And that's all I got for today. I don't know how long we went. I can't stop thinking about big time Tommy and the, and the caricature. Look, he's a caricature and that's it. And that's, that's it. And that's all. He knows what he knows. He knows what he has. Before we go, though, once again, retraining the brain. Big three. Every week, I'm going to talk about it. Every week. Notice how in the beginning, once I, when I started talking about the big three, there would be times I forget. There would be a week or two in there mixed in where you wouldn't hear about the big three and I remember. But I'm slowly retraining my brain, too, to get into that mindset. So now it's becoming a more regular thing. Which goes back to what I continue to say to you guys all the time is I am learning as well. I am not the be-all, end-all. I am not Mr. Knowledge, whatever. I am not the expert on anything. I am just taking what I learn through hardships and mistakes and life to try to bring to you so that you can learn it the better way, the more effective way. Um, but it's it. we are doing this together. We are doing this together. The one thing I will never do on this show or my social media or anything like that is portray a fake version of myself to make it look like I got it all figured out because I have nothing figured out. The only thing I have even close to remotely figured out in life is really the big three and staying strong. Really, that's it because that keeps me going. And you guys, of course, but that kind of, we can, we could talk about that for hours, how that all ties into one another, but I think you get my point. So with that, number one, exercise every day, whatever you can do. 
a long walk, jumping jacks, a full-on workout, whatever it is, do it every day to help you physically and mentally and emotionally. It does. It absolutely does. Every single time I get done with a workout, I might feel tired or achy or sore, but I feel better about myself, and then I, I get in shape or I stay in shape or I can go and eat that pizza this weekend because I stayed strong and exercised every day. Number two, probably one of the hardest, hardest ones to do, to work on, is don't be a shitty person. Especially like we just discussed all the negative coming in, the fog of negativity that comes to us daily through regular life, social media lives, whatever. It's easy to just get lost in that fog and fire off shit talks or trolling or being a dick bag to somebody on the internet or behind their back or whatever. It's a lot easier to be an asshole than it is to be a good person. That's why there's so many assholes and shitbags out there, especially on the internet. It's safer and it's easier to do that on the internet. What we're saying with the big three here is to fight that urge to, be, to stay strong and don't be that shitty person. Remember, always remember Whatever you're talking to on social media or email or Facebook, you're talk that is going to another human being that has an entire life of stressors and hardships and hurdles and everything going on just like you. And we all know how we feel when people trash us. They'll throw jabs, personal jabs at us. We don't even know who they are. It feels shitty. You feel shitty after that. I don't care who you are. You can slough it off all you want and press forward and stay strong, which is great. But you all know initially when that happens, you get hit right there in the feels a little bit. It's like, why does this person hate me? I never even met them. They know nothing about me, yet they despise me. It hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Think about that. Think about that feeling before you go and lob your shit talks out to people. And then number three, the most important, the most important, be grateful and thankful for all the good that you have in your lives. Genuinely grateful and thankful. Because you never know when it's not going to be there anymore, whatever it might be. You never know when you're going to go from being on top of the world End of Rocky Three, Rich Mansion, all the money, talking robot, cars, motorcycles. You come back at the end of Rocky Four and you lost it all. Or by Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa, you lose your, your best friend, your love of your life, your wife, your Adrian. You never know when this stuff's not going to be available to you anymore when those times to hang out with your friends are not going to be around anymore. Whatever, whatever the case may be, the good things you have in your lives, cherish them and be grateful for them and show those people and things that you are grateful for them. Don't tell them, especially for people. I don't know. I don't know if you can show a blender how grateful you are, I guess, by using it a lot. I don't know. But for the people in your lives, Show them how grateful you are and how important they really are to you and why you care about them and that you care about them by hanging out, being with them, spending time with them, re reply to their text messages, doing something. Show. Actions speak louder than the words. How, do, how many times do we have to talk about that? Don't talk about it. Be about it. Show them. And yes, I know we're all human. There's a lot of times where we we have these small failures in that in that regard because you you kind of know like oh this person will be around tomorrow I'll text them later I'm tired I'm going to bed I'll hit them up tomorrow I get it I do it sometimes as well I understand we are human beings we make mistakes shit happens but we got to maintain focus on the important things like being grateful for those good things and those good people in our lives because that will push us to the right to where we're engaging with them more and showing them more how grateful we are. Maybe we'll fall asleep. We'll, we'll push those text messages off less 
will just actually just respond back immediately. Hey, I'm going to bed. Thanks for reaching out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks again for, for texting me. You're a good friend. Instead of skipping until tomorrow. Because sometimes there is no tomorrow. And that's a quote from Rocky Three, and that's also a real-life lesson. So thank you, guys. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. I love the support. Keep it up. Go tell people about this. If you really, if you like what you're listening to or what you're watching, if you're watching my cartoony ass on here with a sleeveless guinea tee and my fat breasts hanging out and my chest hairs and my fat schnoz, if you like, and you like the message too, which is I feel, I feel more important than the, the visuals, Tell people about it. Tell your friends. Give them, tell them to give it a listen. Send them the link to the website or to the YouTube page or to the Apple, anything. Spread the good word. If we want less stupid people in the world and more people seeing positive and good things in life and being grateful for good things and getting that good stuff to be contagious, we got to spread the word. So tell your friends. Tell your enemies, go to the website, like, subscribe, get notifications, all that stuff. It's much appreciated. I can't express that enough. I don't know how else to express that besides just saying it on here. One day I'll be able to figure out how to actually express my gratitude to you guys. Um, but thank you again. You, you're, you guys are amazing. I love you all. Stay strong.